I'm so excited to introduce you to Shifra. She is a stunning, gorgeous woman who has a wealth of knowledge. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. Will you please share with us what you do? Because I don't know that I can sum it up the way you do. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, that's fine. I do many things. So um, I am modernly founding an ancient healing modality based on Kabbalah. And I'm the creator of the Kabbalah Tarot. And I am a healer myself. So that seems to be a good summary anyway. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So how are you modernly... Summarizing the Kabbalah. (laughs) Well, yeah, modernly founding an ancient healing modality. So to me, what that means is that um, just because of the many different things that I've studied over the past 15 plus years, um, I've been able to see in all of these different healing traditions and different modalities, um, like a pattern and pieces. And so I've also studied... Um, I've had teachers that I was able to study different Kabbalistic sources with, um, you know, in the original Hebrew and the original Aramaic, and then also some through oral tradition, um, and like teachers of ancient Jewish medicine and teachers of ancient Arabic medicine and like all these pieces. Um, so that what I was able to do was to almost like see these highlighted, excuse me, puzzle pieces that are, you know, kind of obscured and hidden in these different ancient texts or like a passage here or a passage there or a clue there and, and go, oh, this, this is an entire system of healing that offers a a healing path and, and a clear pathway for people that's really useful and valuable to people. And it exists and has existed for a long time. Like I'm not creating anything new, but it's, essentially not available in any kind of way that's accessible to almost anyone, (laughs) you know? And so that's what I mean by that is I'm taking these pieces and then I'm putting them together in a way where it is accessible and digestible by the modern seeker, by the modern person. Mm, I love it. Uh, Kabbalah or Kabbalah? I, I suppose I've, I've heard it said either yeah. way and it, it works. Uh, can you dive into that a little bit? I've always wanted to study that. Yeah. I don't know enough about it. So, you know, one question that I get asked a lot is like, oh, have you read the Kabbalah? Right. And so while there are texts that are the main text of the Kabbalistic system, um, Kabbalah itself isn't a text. It's Kabbalah means to receive. And so Kabbalah is, as I understand it, a wisdom tradition uh, and a mysticism. And the piece that I'm most focused on is the cosmology and also how it functions as a healing modality for healing on, you know, all all four levels of, you know, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Um, But Kabbalah, Kabbalah means to, to receive and originally was an oral tradition you know, that they did get written down. And so there are texts. Um, but I, I introduced this concept with, with this idea of receptivity, really. And what does it mean? And what does it mean to be receptive to that wisdom that exists 
you know, and is accessible to anyone who wants to open up to it. And then the tradition of Kabbalah with the different practices and, you know, activating the Merkaba technology and like all that fun stuff that we can get into that offers a pathway of, okay, I want to be receptive to this wisdom in this body of wisdom that just ex- simply exists in, or in the cosmos and within me and around me. How do I open myself up to it? And that's part of what what this system teaches as well is how do we as a human being um, both embody more and more and more deeply and bring down more and more, you know, divine light and embody more and more of our soul while also ascending at the same time, right? That's the Merkaba. Mm. Um, And so that's the technology that, that we're learning is how to, you know, simultaneously embody and ascend and use these physical bodies as a vehicle for, for the soul and for the soul's mission. Okay, so it's aligning you to your higher purpose, your higher self. Is that yeah. the overarching theme? Or, yeah. um, well, <clears throat> there's so many different ways I could talk about it. But yes, it is, it is aligning you to your higher self. Um, that is accurate. It's also, so one other thing I'll say about Kabbalah is it's a, it's a tantric system in that it's really at its root about the divine um, dance between the masculine energies and feminine energies. And in this sense, I'm speaking about like on a cosmological level, the divine feminine and the divine masculine and how those two things come together to form creation. So it's about how the infinite materializes as the finite, um, really. And, and we can talk about this on the level of creation itself, like more cosmologically. And then we can talk about how you and I, <clears throat> as the infinite, incarnate as, you know, Nikki and Shifra. And then we can even talk about it on an even more micro level of like how our ideas and creations and, and creativity, creative projects come into being. Um, and so Kabbalah as a whole, you know, because we're just talking about, well, what's Kabbalah? Yeah, is is all of that? It's a it's a tantric system that talks about how these divine energies incarnate and become finite. Cool. And then within that is like all these other things that I've been alluding to. Yeah. What are some of the practices? Can you share some of those? Yeah. So um, there's there's many. And the most simplest practice, I mean, the best way to share it would be to like practice it, right? But if I'm just speaking into it or about it, um, there's different, you know, for example, meditations as well as physical movements um, that a person could do to really like expand their vessel. Um, And then also like energy practices that you could do because it's like the idea is we want to clear out what's congesting and we want to, you know, add in energy that's pure, right? So now we're talking on the more like personal level, right? Yeah. Of like, oh, I want to activate my own self to be, <clears throat> you know, more in more service to my soul's mission, right? We're t- that's like the more micro level of, of yeah. what the system offers. Um, and so the, the foundational piece, though, that's so simple, but that I just can't say enough, is to notice... Where do we hold on to resentment? Because wherever we hold on to resentment, that's creating a kink in the wire. Yeah. So in terms of just in this short conversation, like the most 
powerful thing I can offer in terms of a practice is probably that. And then there are practices for, you know, you, can, you don't just say, well, okay, forgive or let it go. There's ways to do that. Um, Share one, please. Sure. I mean, on the simplest levels, there's, there's certain like um, meditations or <clears throat> prayers or meditations that have been constructed like specifically to activate certain parts of you to create a result. But <clears throat> my favorite is um, working with the, the cards <laughs> that yeah. I created, the Kabbalah Tarot, um, because what that does, you know, is that, a, yeah, of course, I please. can just speak into what that is because that, that is a way to address you know, oh, if someone has resentment, how do we release it? Because, you know, usually, and I imagine a lot of people who would listen to this podcast are like really developed people already who have, you know, done a lot of development, right? <clears throat> and so, and so pe- people like this, people like us usually still have things on the level of the unconscious or on the nervous system that like, we're still growing, we're still learning, but in our rational mind, like we're really smart, you know? And so it's so easy to like think our way past actually getting through that breakthrough or whatever. So, you know, we, we carry these resentments or we think we've worked through them, but they come back up. And so I really love to go to the Kabbalah Tarot um, because, you know, then we're, we're, we're first of all, more in this space of being guided. We're more in the unconscious already because it is more of a ritual rather than this intellectual process. And then, you know, the cards, and it's just uncanny how accurate they are every single time. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's not only, it's not intellectual because your body is almost energetically picking yeah. And I mean, I could just tell you story after story about like the eeriness of how accurate they've been. Huh. And it's because they're infused with energy and prayer, you know, like it's not, it's not just like a deck of unintentional cards. There's right. a lot of magic and prayer embedded into them. Um, so you do that, but then from, from the cards, you have the cards, there's a series of, of questions and this is one piece of the modality. This is, this is one of the four layers of this modality that I'm founding is, um, well, what do you, what do you do with your card? Cause it's really fun to draw a card and you're like, Oh, that's affirming. Oh, that's great. But how do I do that thing that the cards are suggesting or now what? And so I've outlined a process of now what that really quickly actually helps you to identify what I call the seed story yeah. where that, in this case, we're talking about resentment originated. And then there's also a fairly simple process that is step by step. That's something that, you know, anyone can learn to dispel and I call it spell breaking, right? To dispel the charge of that story from a person's nervous system, which is different than doing it intellectually. Right. And so, so that they're now like not under that spell anymore. And you, you know, you release that resentment. That's, that's one way. Huge. One of my favorite ways to yeah, do it. Yeah, we just did it together. It was really fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Um, if I may share. Please, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we walked through this experience. I had uh, my first love, um, Christian, if you're listening. Hi, sunshine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um, and I was madly in love with this man, but um, he, my mother, he wasn't up to my mother's standards. Let's put it that way. Mm. And she knew from her intuition that he wasn't going to be able to provide the life that she wanted for me. And um, so she did everything in her power to break us up. 
And I held on to a lot of resentment because that's been to this day, my biggest love. And, um, and Shifra was able to help me see how I can transform, um, the last sentence, especially, mm-hmm. I don't want to share all your juicy secrets, but, um, <laughs> well, I mean, you can share cause it's a process and we did this in an hour. So, I mean, please share your experience yeah. if you want to. Um, so I, my last sentence was, um, the love I experienced with him was magical and she should have n- trusted me to know what's right for me during that time. And with a few different techniques, Shifra had me turn this sentence around and talk about myself only. And then the new sentence became the love I experienced with myself was magical and I did trust myself to know what was right for me during that time. So the actual issue there was trust mm-hmm. and trusting myself. And, and I didn't leave him because my mother suggested so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we ended up leaving, separating when I thought it was right for me. And I did trust myself. Mm-hmm. And he was right for me during that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, yeah, it just changed the, all the charge mm-hmm. around this experience. And now I have this like positive outlook on all of it. I'm so happy. Demonstration of how I can trust myself. I'm so happy. Um, And, you know, I would just say that part, like if we had just gone to that last, first of all, we couldn't have just jumped to that last sentence because that's not what we were thinking about. And without giving, you know, any details away, like we started with a question completely unrelated to this. Yeah. And so what's interesting is how sometimes people have a question like I have this goal in life. Yeah. The goal of our work together had nothing to do initially no. with this story. No, I wanted to know how I could step into my power and speak uh, speak more my truth about what's going on in the animal welfare and, and the suffering. Like nothing related. Right. And so from this process, like we got to that story, which we never would have rationally picked that story out of the pot for this issue, for this question that we had right, right around animal welfare. But we got to that story. And then even that last sentence wasn't initially in the story you wrote down. Like we got there through, again, a series of specific questions. It's, it's, it's really, it's rather straightforward, even though it's so magical, um, and then, you know, ha- but had we somehow just started with that last sentence and then immediately changed the last sentence to the more like, quote unquote, empowering last sentence, it wouldn't have landed in your nervous system. Right. right. And so that's just what I want to share for the listeners is even though like they're getting to hear your um, excitement around, you know, in your kind of testimony of the experience that you had, which is really great. And then it's like, but the reason that that was able to happen is because you, you, like we went through this whole journey where like your nervous system really got to open and expand and dispel that, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then the final point was that, um, the fact that I've got to just trust myself when it comes to speaking my truth and trust that, um, it will land for the right people. Right. Or, or even the, the, the proof that you actually can trust yourself because you have trusted yourself in times when the odds were against you. Yeah. Important point. Thank you. (laughs) How can you find evidence of the person that you want to be that you already are? Yeah. Because oftentimes we overlook it or we just remember the more difficult challenges of a story. Um, And chances are we've already been who we want to become even if just for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. How important is that? <laughs> it's pretty key. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty key. Well, it, it shows, it indicates you're capable. 
Mm-hmm. And the more we remind ourselves of that, of course, the more we like activate your brain, like the reticular activating system of the brain is that one that like, oh, I want a white Jeep and suddenly I see white Jeeps everywhere. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I want to be more powerful. I'm remembering a few specific examples of when I was powerful because we also crafted another spell. But, you know, you do that mm-hmm. and you start attuning your brain to seek that out more and it seeks out proof. And then the next thing you know, well, how did I get? here you know uh, like doing exactly the thing I thought before would be so hard to do yeah Yeah. I invite you if you're listening to uh, consider what you're judging yourself for like I'm not consistent enough or Mm. I'm not disciplined enough those used to be my my two but um, you know I'm not rich enough I'm not I'm not pretty enough I'm not skinny Mm. enough I'm not you know the list can go on right and then um, think about when in your life you were consistent Mm. do you consistently brush your teeth Mm-hmm. Do you consistently, what do you do consistently? And mm-hmm. just start seeking evidence of where you actually are the person you desire to be. Yeah. So anyway, this is, you know, one example of how I would dispel resentment kind of going back <laughs> to yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and like another way I would do it is through energy, through direct energy work, um, which is, again, like this is just one of those branches of modalities in this overarching healing tradition, right? So this is one of them that addresses things like on the level of belief, right? But if it was more of a physical question, it might have guided us to, you know, look at it from, or, you know, if it was some, maybe like mm, somewhere in the middle, we might have done energetics, or if it was more physical, it might have guided us to want to look at like the acupressure points, because each card is associated with an acupressure point and like part of your organ systems and physiology in your body, you know? So there's a lot of different ways you can go with it, which is why I like to describe it as a healing tradition and not just a single modality. This that we just described is one of those modalities. One of, I love it. Yeah. Do you believe energy gets stuck in your body? Like if, if you have that resentment, does it get stuck? Is that concept yeah. true? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people don't agree. I'm just curious what you think. I mean, I can speak into it more specifically as as to what's going on, I suppose. I mean, when people say, does energy get stuck like that, those, you might mean different things by that. Mm. So, um, like that concept, you know, when you scan your body, where do you feel the, mm -hmm. the resentment Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you get a cramp in your stomach or something, Mm -hmm. you know, is that evidence of, of energy getting stuck in your body? Well, in my experience, energy energy can get stuck or it can get um, blocked, like might be more accurate too. So you can, it can get, yeah, it can get dirty, it can get clogged, and then that can have physiological uh, symptoms like that would be affected by that, you know, so you can get just even if it's like thought thought forms and negative thoughts that are just like clogging your field if you were to scan that energetically which is something that I do and I teach people to do is to like scan energy with so I like see it with my hands when I was a kid I saw it more like with like seeing it seeing it but now I mostly see it with my hands and you can scan it and then when you yeah I mean that's I have direct experience of that all the all the time of clearing the energy and then the symptom being relieved. I mean, hmm. even the even the other day, and I'll share it completely anonymously, but a friend of mine had, like, sprained his ankle. And then there were 
there were things that, you know, we looked at like which sphera, which is basically the Kabbalistic version of a chakra that, you know, was being affected. And emotionally, a lot of that stuff was what was going on for him. And so it's like where with you, we did it in the level of story work with him. We did it in the level of energy and I cleared the energy. And then he was walking without pain, which was really great. You wow. know, 20 minutes later and in the morning he said it was better which is really great um and so i mean call it what you will but yeah that's my experience of how energy works it causes a, a, a like a weakness almost in that area so it's easier to sprain maybe or it can cause a weakness or it can just cause a congestion like yeah. it i mean i could i can speak really specifically into this like examples are always helpful um you know but yeah um, you know, f- for example, like in, in the base of your spine, you have like your basic chakra or you have like Yasod and Malchut, right? And a lot of foundational energy is built here. A lot of energy for physical healing is built here. Well, then in the kind of small of your back, you have another one. Um, and this is where like sometimes... Uh, if you have resentment, sometimes it will get stuck there. Mm. And and so then you can see how sometimes people might feel depleted or weakened. And it's because you're not able to get the energy from where it is generating lower up to the higher parts of your system. Uh. Um, but, you know, if someone's really like in it with with resentment, for example, they're likely distracted or maybe their back is hurting or maybe they have a stomach ache or like maybe they're just tired lately or maybe emotionally they're being a little volatile. Like usually people who are really in the resentment are not just like really chill and peaceful and feeling really great and sleeping really well. And like, you know, whatever it is for different people and there's reasons why it affects different people in different ways. I, most people that I've talked to, have the experience that like if they're really holding on to resentment maybe they don't necessarily see that they're related but they're also experiencing some kind of like lack of peace and (laughs) complete flow in their life you know and as a result maybe a physical ailment yeah and like how often when you finally release something do do people say like oh i just feel like a weight was lifted off of me huh. you know i feel so relieved or i feel so much better so wild you just remind me of a client i worked with he came to me and his shoulders were locked like they were yeah. up to his ears and i was like what's going on he's like i don't know i just can't release them and then we talked and talked and found out that his partner um was in business was just not the right partner and they were mm. going to start separating and and I was like, what do you need to do in order to get this done? And then he, he gave me the whole long list. And he's like, got it. What, what would happen if you completed all those lists? He's like, wow, I feel like a weight off my shoulders. I was like, oh, oh. oh <laughs> yeah. interesting. Right. <laughs> and so it's like you can think of it as it doesn't. And really, in some ways, it doesn't so much matter if you look at it energetically, if you looked at it more like, oh, you're just holding on to the story. It's, just, it's the same thing. Right. Like I was even telling a friend of mine who has fibromyalgia the other day, you know, she's like, yeah, I've tried, I've tried all these like spiritual ways of addressing it. And I just need to go get blood work, which by the way, I'm like, definitely go get blood work. If you have something going on, like (laughs) this is a good idea, you know, but you know, what I said to her is like, 
you know, first of all, you may have been seeking so hard with the spiritual ways of addressing it that you might have actually just been more in your head and like in the mental world and not really in the energy, mm. right? It's one possibility for, for her, right? But um, I also told her, I'm like, look, you're going to the clinic to go get your blood work and to invest in the money into that. Like that's very like, you know, physical approach, but as you're doing that, that's expanding the parts of yourself that need to feel worthy enough mm. to go invest the money and show up to the clinic and get the blood work done, you know? So whichever way you address it still addresses it the other way. So what's more important is like, what's really landing for you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is resentment always towards someone else or can it be self-inflicted? Can it be a experiential, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be all of those. I find a lot of people create resentment when they do more than they technically want to. Like they people please mm-hmm. and you say yes all the time and yeah. then you have resentment towards the other person. Yeah. You're like, but you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That often. Yeah, I find that too. And then that's interesting because just thinking about like these cards in the in the Kabbalistic system and the different sphero, then you would look at well if it's a if the resentment is generating from more of a people pleasing um, type of situation, then, you know, well, where is that people pleasing coming from? And, you know, I'm going to generalize most likely, probably, you know, it would be from the sphere of like chesed and gavura, which are heart and solar plexus chakra. Um, you know, and so then we would get to explore, like, like there's this way of, okay, if this is where it starts, then we would explore, that would be the entry point and we'd explore from there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Does the Kabbalah talk about specific human conditions that are that that they try and help to dispel? Um, like physiological ailments? No, more like mental conditions, like the you know fear of abandonment or any core wounds or any. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. And again, it's not necessarily like the Kabbalah, right? But it's like, yeah, the the Kabbalistic tradition has what to say about these things um, in that in that you can identify, you know, which aspect of your soul essentially, or which sphera. I like that they're called sphera because in English it's like a sphere. Yeah. It's an energy center. It's an aspect of you. Um, Love that. Would, so, you know, like for abandonment or which, whatever, um, then, you, well, that's likely yesod, which uh, would be like the sex chakra. Um, would be most comparable to that. And then you can kind of explore, okay, well, how can we, you know, address it now that we know that? And so definitely it's a pathway, right? So you say different human conditions, and then this system gives you a pathway to say, well, you know, these conditions originate in this energy center. So now that we know that, we have all these different ways we can specifically address it to release it, to dispel it, which is great. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Me too. What's one of the more common things that people come to you to help overcome? Hmm. Like a common condition. That's a really good question. Um, I feel like it, while it does vary, um, I notice that at the root of it, people seem to want more connection. Mm. Uh, you know, because it's like, 
Yeah, I th- I think at the root of it, because I mean, I could give 10 different examples that all are going to sound kind of different. But at the end of the day, you're either feeling more connected to yourself or to, you know, people in your life or even just to life itself, um, to your purpose, to, you know, the planet. Um, I know that's a little bit vague, but if yeah. if i distill the specific you know questions or queries or inquiries it seems to keep coming back to that how do you how do you become more connected mm. well i i still think that it's a similar it's a similar pathway right it's like we could for each person it's going to be slightly different and you know, you could ask the cards, right? So it would be like, how, how do, what do I, which part of myself needs to be addressed or expanded right now in order for me to become more connected? And that might mean something different for someone. Like for one man I worked with recently, it was about being more connected and, and able to really be more present with the dating world, right? Um, you know, whereas with another woman that I work with, it was more, um, well, really about being more loving to herself, but also about having a stronger and healthier connection to her mother, mm. you know? And so it can look different ways, but, you know, f- for each of them, I might, you know, do a similar process of like, well, you, you can go ask the cards. Mm. And then from there, we can see if there's an underlying story that's, you know, causing reactivity in your nervous system that's causing you not to really see clearly, you know, because how many opportunities, you know, it's like, um, we talk about uh, like, um, I call it compound opportunity cost, right? It's like compound interest, but compound opportunity costs. Like if you're, if you're unconsciously still working on an old program that's no longer serving you, even though you've done all this work on it, if your nervous system hasn't totally been dispelled of it yet, then how many missed opportunities go by where you just weren't available to see the opportunity that was right in front of you. Whereas when that dispels from your nervous system, suddenly you're available to notice, Oh, that person was offering me that. Yeah. Oh my God. Because before, when they when they made the offer, it never would have even occurred to me that they could have been offering me that. But now, they when they offer it, I can actually hear, oh, you're offering me because I feel receptive, because I feel available, because I've, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, because you don't have this story running in your head that... Yeah. And again, like I said before, you can address the story through the story work, or you can address the story through the energy work. Um, you know, however you choose to do it, I like to do kind of a combo of both. Um, and I, I'm really excited to publish these cards because it gives people kind of a, a starting point and a gateway that they can do on their own. Yeah. You know. How can people get the cards? Well, I'll be launching them soon. So I I suppose the best way would be to connect with me and just like follow follow my um, social platforms. I'm on Instagram. And check that out because, yeah, we're I'm working on the publication process for that right now and there's a book that goes with it there's a workbook that goes with it um so that people can you know learn the basics of this process and apply it to themselves and play on it with their friends and you know really want to empower people to have these tools be really accessible Mm. you know this is like an ancient system that was hidden for so long and it will help people (laughs) i love it yeah i love that you've made it approachable 
and because Kabbalah has always felt like it's going to be like a three to six month to 10 year learning process. <laughs> yeah, and it, it can be. But in the meantime, we can still, you know, start to relate to it and start to learn from it and glean a lot of, yeah, a lot of fun and a lot of healing from it. I love that. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts you'd like to add? Um, I mean, I always have more I can say, but I think, yeah, this is fun. It's fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're such a cutie. <laughs> um, well, we'll have you back on and we'll share a lot more. But, uh, Beautiful. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nikki. What a treat. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. That was so fun. Please subscribe if you enjoyed that too. And leave me a review on Apple iTunes so I can move up into the new and noteworthy section. Ignore the fact that it still has my old Nikki Tastic cover page. Apple does not seem to respond. Weird. <laughs> also, I am starting a mastermind I'm super excited about. I'm bringing together some amazing powerhouse people to step into their absolute fullest, highest potential and make a big impact. So if that's you, if you feel like you need some clarity, you have potentially, you just need a little clarity, maybe some accountability and guidance and the support of an amazing group of people, that is definitely something to consider. Please reach out to me. I'm uh, taking applications now to make sure that you're the right fit for this program. And you will also learn how to use your body to make decisions and how you can use this vessel to attract what you want and tune in, tap on how to use literally the senses in your body and your body's natural attracting abilities to create and manifest exactly what you want. And then we'll also expand on your vision and make it bigger and better and brighter than you could possibly fathom and then create the team to help you get there. So really powerful mastermind coming up soon. So reach out to me if that's of interest and also reach out if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. I'm here to serve and help you grow to, like I mentioned, your absolute highest potential. And you're here for a reason and there's probably some limiting beliefs or something holding you back and we'll uncover those get rid of those quiet them at the very least and so that you can really make the impact that you're here to make super exciting so i uh, am so grateful that you listened all the way and i really appreciate you please also contact me with feedback i am here in service of you so if there's any topics you'd like to learn more about if you have any questions or concerns please 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 reach out to me directly i am here and growing with you on this journey all right thank you so much you guys i love you